How about that clip we opened the show with? Remember that one? That was a good one. That was a good clip right there. <laughs> this can only happen in North Carolina. Bill will see. Bill will see. Boy, I'm filling my seat. I ate like a hog over the oh, weekend. God. I really have to. What? I really have to uh, start gotta, the segment with I that. I got to get hold of myself. I just. Uh, it's terrible. You child. I need to get a hold of myself. I got. I got to. I got to do something. <laughs> something. You ate uncontrollably, is what you're saying? I, I, I didn't think I did. But I got on the scale this morning, and I thought, what am I, carrying the dog? What, <laughs> you were doing a bit of a, a bachelor uh, fantasy camp oh, that's this right. weekend, right? That's right. No, that was actually last week. Yeah, that was like uh, Tuesday through Saturday morning. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, through Saturday morning includes a Friday night of eating. Yeah, yeah, I guess it did. <laughs> I guess you make a good point. Yeah, I don't know. Picture's becoming clearer. Yeah. Just, I got to do something. <laughs> well, you were upset over the death of uh, RBG. <laughs> and I eat when I'm upset. Well, we all process I eat grief. when I'm happy. Yeah. I eat when I'm stressed. I eat when I'm relaxed. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure this out, and it can't be done. The 200,000 people dead from the COVID was, is actually 200,000 people dead with the COVID. I heard it was higher than that. It's estimated that 200 million people have died, probably by the time I finish this talk. Oh, I, I apologize. I, uh, I underestimated by a factor of 1,000. <laughs> uh, my apologies. So I wanted to, to figure out, okay, given the... Hey, Sean, go, uh, search up uh, median age COVID deaths in the U.S. Given the fact that the... The vast, 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 vast majority of people who've died from or with the COVID have been quite elderly. Um, How many of those deaths are excess deaths? How many of those people 85 years old probably would have passed anyway or fairly soon? Yeah, not to, you know, uh, just pick an example. Musical hero John Prine dying. He was in bad shape. You know, he might have lived another 10 years. I don't know. But mm-hmm. if I had heard John Prine died, I wouldn't have thought, oh, my God. Uh, so young. No. So healthy. <laughs> no, right. neither, neither of those. Right. Exactly. I mean, and, he got the COVID. And so I'm trying to dig into this, and, and the best statistics are at the CDC's website. And I've, I've done the proverbial deep dive. And the, you know, I can get to what this graph shows. The methodology... The discussion of methodology, the limitations, the problems with it, stretched on for maybe six pages. Six pages of methodology that I started to try to comprehend. Then I thought, I don't have the expertise to even understand this. The, the word algorithm was used probably 22 times in those five, six pages. And so there are enormous numbers of assumptions being made, inconsistencies in the data, the rest of it. And the CDC wants to make the point that because there were far more excess deaths than COVID reports, those are probably hidden COVID cases. When EMTs and emergency room doctors would tell you the opposite, they're making us list people as COVID deaths when they died in a motorcycle wreck, and we had, they told us to do a COVID test. Turns out he had the COVID. Now, so now that's a COVID death. Now that did that specific example did happen. Yes. Yeah, I've wondered how often that's happening. That- Lots of people with cancer have died with the COVID 
but they didn't clearly die of the COVID. How would you even nail that down? I mean, it's probably impossible, right? You got an old person who had cancer in a bad in bad shape, mm-hmm. and you got COVID. You don't right. know what killed them, right? Yeah, um, and, and so, you don't know they they wouldn't have died without the COVID. So that is a tough one. Yeah, yeah. So your point is, a bunch of old people die every year. Anyway, well, right, and this time the COVID gun. Did you get that median age for me? Uh, the closest thing I've found is, and this says uh, the median COVID nineteen sufferer in America. So that's not death. Is a forty eight year old, while yeah. in Italy it's sixty three. But this is yeah, also from not, June. It's that's, no, that's. I found a lot of graphs and data, but nothing that specified the median age. I'd actually have to crunch the numbers on the other ones that I crunch them. Yeah, it it looks like the very 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 worst week. April, the week of April 11th, the CDC is saying there were 20,000, 21,000 excess deaths that week from the COVID. And so they're trying to tell us that the 200,000, oh, yeah, that's people who wouldn't have died anyway. Okay. Um, uh, f- among the 10,000 COVID 19 deaths, this is from the CDC, uh, median age was 71 years. 10,000? When was that? Uh, I think it's zooming in on a specific week. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, but here, here's, here's some pretty recent well, numbers here. Okay, and this good. is pretty interesting. Then I'll get to the point. This is, uh, this is when it, we were at 185,000 deaths, all right? Uh, not, we're approaching 200 now. But you break it down by age. Under 120. Between 1 and 4, 14. Now, 1,400 to 14,000. 14 individuals across the country. Well, those little kids died, though. 14 deaths Terrible. from COVID between okay. one and four. Actually, it's not a, the, the statistic is involving COVID. Oh, boy. This is from the CDC. And those are kids, I would say, every single one of them, bar perhaps one, had serious health problems. Probably, yeah. yeah. And so the numbers are really low, and they grow, they grow. But the biggest number by far, the plurality number of 56,000, is people over 85. Wow. Then you have another 50,000 between 75 and 84. So you got over 100,000 of the 185,000 are over the age of 75. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. Then another 40,000 between 65 and 74. So anyway, the That's point... That's incredible. The... It is a bad thing if you're old. Oh, yeah. It's horrible. And, and the reverse is true. Not that bad a thing if, looking at these numbers, under 45... Very few. So my point is that we have a media that trumpets uh, the biggest numbers they can possibly find constantly because it's scary and exciting and you'll click and the rest of it. Whereas the actual risk for the the producers in the country, the small business owners, employees, um, plus the, the youngsters who are so critical, obviously, to the future and education and interaction is so critical to them, the risk is actually very, very low. The number of excess deaths in those groups, is very, very low. And yet we have decimated the economy. We've caused the extinction of millions of businesses. It's just <clears throat> the the unbalance in the discussion, the lack of balance, is just really, really frustrating. Prepare to be tired of the term twindemic as the COVID... It's funny, I'm already tired of it. I've heard it for the first time in my life, and I... I... <laughs> It was immediate exhaustion. <laughs> I had that feeling, too. It's wild. Uh, it's like a really potent drug or something. It's like a hit of fentanyl. It doesn't take much. I've overdosed on Twindemic. 
It's obviously the pandemic merging with the flu that season that's about to hit us. And uh, they're going to call that a twindemic until you're really tired of the topic. Can we hear that Nancy Pelosi clip? Uh, I, I might be able to explain it because I actually saw it live as it was happening. Do uh, you see it on there, clip 28? This is uh, She's on, uh, I think, good uh, with Stephanopoulos. Yeah. Ten states, as I said, on Friday, I started their early voting the, the day that we lost but, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But to be clear, you're not taking any arrows out of your quiver. You're not ruling anything out. Good morning. Sunday morning. The, uh, the, the, we have a responsibility. We take an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the I, United I States. I have no idea what was going on there. And neither did George Stephanopoulos. Good morning. Sunday morning. So he was. Mm. He, was up. he was trying to get her to. <laughs> he was trying egg to plant beaver. Mm. <laughs> he was trying to get her to say three o'clock. Am I, am I wrong? Three p.m. <laughs> he was trying to get Nancy Pelosi to commit yes or no to is impeachment off the table. And uh, and she kept saying, "Well, we have a lot of arrows in our quiver, and there are many options." I'm not. But just to make clear, you're not taking impeachment off the table. And then, and then she said this. The like, good morning. Play it again. It's just so weird. Ten states, as I said, on Friday, I started their early voting the, the day that we lost but, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But to be clear, you're not taking any arrows out of your quiver. You're not ruling anything out. Good morning. Sunday morning. The, uh, the, the, we have what? a response. <laughs> And Stephanopoulos' eyes got kind of big, like, what are you talking about? I don't even know where to start. Are you um, about to join Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Lady, lady, lady. Don't, don't go toward the light. What the It was weird. I watched that like five times. when I, was, I listen to the news uh, while I'm, I don't watch any of this. Who needs to see this? So I'm doing dishes or laundry or whatever. I was listening to it, and I went back to the TV because I thought, did somebody walk in front of her or something like that while she's talking? That's what I thought. <laughs> but no, she just, she was trying to not answer his question and just... She was trying to be like a coy, oh, isn't it a lovely morning here or whatever, but it came across as, are you okay? <laughs> was was she trying to send a message to a sleeper cell? Was it? That, that Good morning. Sunday morning. Yeah. <laughs> the... Uh, Yes. Activate mm. the plan. <laughs> plan nine from outer space. <laughs> Sunday morning. Good morning. Yes. Yes. That was weird. I think you smell me. <laughs> what? We're we're uh, we're obscuring though. The important thing is yes. Rumor is Nancy Pelosi's considering impeachment again to try to muck up the works yes. on this whole Supreme Court nominee thing. Maybe Trump. Maybe Bill Barr, the Attorney General. Oh boy. All right. All right. <laughs> Well, meanwhile, here's your headline. SCOTUS battle prompts threats, calls for arson, burn Congress down. I've never liked the term SCOTUS. (laughs) I know. Sounds too much like other words. It's the same reason I don't like Angus beef. I don't like to see it in print. So uh, burn Congress down? What? That's coming up. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. I mean, I read all the reviews, and they said so many terrible things. They were embarrassed for me. I had lost my way. It wasn't even worth watching. I hope all you critics learn from this. This is a teachable moment. Shut the up forever. That is kind of funny. So Dave Chappelle wins an Emmy for his stand-up special that the critics were... Uh-huh. Yeah, he's past his prime. It's problematic. It was the one that had the, it was like the critical response. Remember on the Rotten Tomato thing was like negative oh, 2%. Right, and, right. Every, and the user one was 98%. Right. Yeah, was. which was really interesting. Because yeah. as a critic, you had to hate it because it was politically incorrect. People loved it, and it just won an Emmy. Right. That is, ah, uh, that is, that is. The, the funhouse mirror of the American yep. media. It is so distort we're being, our world. We're being gaslighted yep. by by so much of the noise. Yeah, I know it. I know it. You know, I'm just going to go with something different here. The All the calls for violence on the left because of the whole uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg situation. But I've been looking for an excuse to play this. Um, give me clip 57. This is, uh, this is Van Jones, who is a left, 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 lefty. He's one of Obama's advisors, but he's also old enough to be a classic lefty. But there's another view that is now, I think, ascendant, which I think is just a horrible view, which is that I need to be safe ideologically. I need to be safe emotionally. I just need to feel good all the time. And if someone says something that I don't like, that is a problem for everybody else, including the administration. And I think that is a terrible idea for the following reason. I don't want you to be safe, ideologically. I don't want you to be safe, emotionally. I want you to be strong. That's different. I'm not going to pave the jungle for you. Put on some boots and learn how to deal with adversity. I'm not gonna take all the weights out of the gym. That's the whole point of the gym. (laughs) This is the gym. You can't live on a campus where people say stuff you don't like, and these people can't fire you. They can't arrest you. They can't beat you up. They can just say stuff you don't like, and you get to say stuff back. And this you cannot bear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is ridiculous BS. Did he get any pushback on that? Uh, I don't know. Perhaps. I, I don't actually know what percentage of people agree with him or agree with the other crap. It's the whole gaslighting thing by the media or the woke crowd or Twitter or whatever. I don't even, I don't actually know. I don't have a sense of that. You know, I hate to use this example given all the recent violence, but if you have uh, 10 people in a room discussing, say, this very topic, and one of them pulls out a gun and says, I will shoot you dead if you disagree with me. Well, then that person wins, at least for the moment. And the, the, the woke crowd, the woke fundamentalist, and it's a religious cult, um, they are so vicious 
that they've cowed a lot of people into going along with it. So the 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 really ideological uh, woke crowd, how many that is, what percentage that is, I don't know. It's small. I'm arguing with myself, though, here, as I know that percentages don't really matter. You need 15% for a revolution. Yeah, yeah, if they're yeah. willing to be brutal enough. Yeah. Uh, there's. I'm trying to remember who was doing a, a big lecture tour. Uh, it's it's one of your folks who, like us, is is kind of an activist on the idea of free speech on campus and free exchange of ideas. And they did a big tour of universities, and they would always ask the question, how many of you like cancel culture or, or the uh, you know the, the various ways to describe it at the time? And and there are always like two hands go up. How many of you think it's awful? And everybody's hand would go up. But as you point out, all it takes is a, a savage and relentless 15%. Because you end up with the crowd that's scared to oppose them, but kind of agrees. Right. Then he doesn't agree, but is scared to oppose them. And right. then, you're, then you're over 50%. Right. Um, here's a question. Who's got the political advantage? I know this is crass, but who's got the political advantage with Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying? Initially, when I heard it Friday night, I thought, oh, this helps Trump. But now I don't know why I thought that, because that doesn't make sense. Or maybe you think it does. And would it be better if he waited for his own electoral interests? Right. Should he nominate before the election or after what the text line? 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is one of the most important times that we have had for everyday people to stand up. We all need to be more courageous, and we all must must act in unprecedented ways to make sure that, that our rights are stabilized. And to Mitch McConnell, we need to tell him that he is playing with fire. We need to make sure that this vacancy is protected, that our election continues and that the american people have their say she's uh, a really pretty girl well that's going to be a lot of the argument Boy, that um, was a bunch of that was a nice extra large word salad can i get that with shrimp um we've been talking about this for three and a half hours so we have covered i think practically everything but if you didn't hear it um the Constitution is completely on the side of the president nominating somebody and the Senate voting and them being appointed to the Supreme Court. It, you know, in my mind, Mitch McConnell shouldn't have done what he did before. Is it hypocritical? Yes. I don't think he should have done it before. I think you should get to nominate somebody as long as you're president, your whole four years. Makes sense to me. You got elected for four years. But, you know, I suppose if you can pull it off, you got the power to pull it off. It well, was perfectly he did nominate const- somebody. They let him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but the Senate gets to do what they're going to do. Yeah, well, as I've said on a couple of different topics, the Republicans did what they did, and then conveniently, America got together in November, and we had a vote on how much we liked them. I and like they won. The, the uh, Babylon Bee is out with a new headline. Genius Trump nominates Joe Biden to Supreme Court, forcing Dems to accuse him of sexual assault. <laughs> wow. Come on. Would you be that able to get your good. opponent out of the way that way? You, Joe Biden, you're going to turn down a Supreme Court nomination? At you age don't want to be. 80, yes. You don't want to be on the Supreme Court? 
I suppose you'd say I'd, I'd get to be president if I I'd hang around for a couple more weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So almost immediately after news of uh, RBG's passing um, and the immediate, I mean, the immediate discussion of the Republicans replacing her before the elections, uh, in spite of what Mitch and company said back when Obama was a lame duck. And, you know, some people are making the distinction that, well, he was an actual lame duck. I mean, he was at the, in his eighth year. There's no way he's going to don't even bother. Don't bother. The Republicans did what they did because they could. They're doing what they're doing because they can. If the Democrats could reverse the roles, they would do precisely the same. So uh, I suppose people are making that argument publicly to try to sway voters or fire up voters. It's silly and disingenuous, but I get it. It's politics. Nobody honestly believes that if Chuck and Nancy were in charge and Hillary was president, that they would hold off and wait and see how the election turned out. No. Before the, I mean, that's silly. No. Uh, so anyway. But and I wouldn't expect them to. It, almost immediately, you had uh, social media blow up. Of course, social media woke up, blown up. But author Reza Aslan, who's yep. I've heard. Yep. Quoted. We've talked about him before. I read one of his books. What, what was his book? Uh, he wrote a book about Jesus. Oh. But he said if they the even. No, not the Bible. He didn't write the Bible. No, no. The Bible! He's he's much younger than the Bible. That was Herman Melville wrote the Bible. Correct. Um, He tweeted, if they even try to replace RBG, we burn the entire effing thing down. Yeah. He later responded to uh, Mitch McConnell's vow to hold a vote, quote, over our dead bodies, literally. Author Aaron Govea, whose act I don't know either, said, F no, burn it all down. What's what's crazy to me about that is, what's your argument? I don't understand your argument at all. The Republicans did it to Obama, so now they have to do it to Trump. I guess. But they legally could, and and the Republicans can legally do this now. Well, it's they are saying, and so uh, do something illegal or? Well, yeah, I well, yes, yes, well. No, what they're saying is burn it all down. Washington Post uh, piece I have right next door to the tab I was reading from intentionally. No, I, I know what they're, they're saying. They, they want rioting and yes. smashing things and stuff like yes. that. Yes. But because what do they what do they think? They're mad because what? The Republicans gigged us, and now they're uh, going to shove in another conservative. So we burn the place down. What I, I'm not sure what you don't understand. But if I don't like you using the wrong salad fork, so I'm going to punch you in the face. But if in both cases they you played by the rules, the written rules, what's your argument? I don't like it. It was bad form. It was not in good faith. Mm. It, it was. It was mean. You guys set the precedent that we get that you can you can slow roll a nomination in the final year. So now we're going to do it. It's it's petulant and childish. Are, and it's, so uh, I would like somebody to ask them, just because I'd like to know the answer. Do you really think that, <clears throat> as we just said, if Hillary was president and Chuck Schumer was uh, in charge of the Senate, that you wouldn't they wouldn't put somebody through? You know, it depends. They who would you hold ask. on to the Mitch McConnell rule. There are some people who would who would call for consistency, even though they would they would do the opposite. But there are plenty of people, and I have several more quotes here that believe violence is a legitimate expression of unhappiness man you were talking earlier about uh, this fantasy world back yeah you were talking earlier about this fantasy world where you know um nancy and trump i think those would be the best more powerful than biden if nancy and trump got up together and made some sort of statement 
in which, you know, they said basically, and you couldn't get either one of them to do this, but if you're unhappy with the results, work really hard to win the next election. That's how you do it. Yeah. That's how we do it. If you if you think you got screwed, then win the next election. Then you get to do what you want. But that's the way we handle things. Mm-hmm. Not smashing windows and burning things down or hurting people. Yeah, I would love to see a bipartisan kumbaya moment of that sort. I think we desperately need it. In my lifetime, that has been the way it has been. You get you're I've I've been very unhappy with many elections. And I mean the first thought is always, okay, you know, how many names we got to get on a ballot to recall this person or challenge it or whatever? You go through the process. Yeah. Yep. Not, hey, if we smash up enough windows, somebody will give. They'll be That's too crazy. afraid to do it again. That's craziness. Canadian political science professor call, said, um, uh, burn Congress down before letting Trump try to appoint anyone to SCOTUS. Uh, in response, Canadian attorney Ezra Levant worried about the consequences for this guy's students. McFarland is a professor at uh, Waterloo University promoting violence against his political enemies. If you were a young woman in his class who was a Trump supporter, would you risk being a target of his violent rage if he found out about you? Should you transfer to a different class? Which is an excellent point. A member of Wisconsin's, um, oh, writer Bo Willimon um, said, we're shutting this country down if Trump and McConnell try to ram through an appointment before the election. A member of Wisconsin's Ethics Commission, Scott Ross, Extra rich ethics commission ordered Senator Ed Markey of uh, Massachusetts Democrat burn it all down if you can't stop McConnell. Effing A, Ed, if you can't shut it down, burn it down. So I wonder if these people stand by these statements. GQ writer Laura Bassett, if McConnell jams someone through, which he will, there will be riots. And then who would that advantage? We got a text that, uh, that, uh, because I asked the question, who's this help? I don't even know. My immediate reaction on Friday night was, oh, this is going to help Trump. And I have a feeling that those people thought so, too. But if you think, I'm not sure it's a benefit to either side. And how do you know that if McConnell jams through somebody, that doesn't help you get Biden elected president? It might. It very well might. Well, given the outsized importance of the court right now, though, for reasons we've discussed. Could easily be more important. You'd rather have a justice than a president. Probably. Um... Uh, I think I would. Um, yeah, absolutely. If I if I could choose right now, replacing our our I never can remember if it's RGB or RBG. Uh, <laughs> I get them backwards. It's not the BGs. It is the BGs. It is the BGs. It is the BGs. Staying, staying alive. Staying alive. Ironically, um, if I could get Trump reelected. But RBG is replaced by another person with her politics or the reverse. Get a Clarence Thomas in her seat, but Biden wins. I'd take that one. I'd take Clarence Thomas in her seat, another Clarence Thomas in her seat, oh, and Biden wins. It's tough because it's already five to four, although there are a couple of then it's pretty three. swingy swing votes. And Roberts, what is he? What is he? A disappointment? <laughs> so that'd just be my view of things. Um so somebody texted, I think Trump should push it through before Election Day because that will cause rioting in the streets, which will benefit Trump. That is fairly sound. That that could be true. That's some pretty good reasoning. So Trump might try to get it through, although Mitch McConnell controls that. And uh, as I saw one pundit over the weekend say, you're going to see a divergence here because Mitch McConnell's mostly interested in holding on to the Senate. Okay, how about this? Oh, and, go ahead. 
and and Trump is mostly interested in getting reelected. Those two things might not match up. Okay, because Trump will nominate somebody this weekend, but Mitch McConnell gets to s- decide when they vote. All right, the orange guy and Mitch Turtleman get together, and they decide. <laughs> Trump nominates the uh, the person, the gal. I'm trying to think this through in real time. Um, names her. Hearings are held. Judge Judy. And that would be an excellent choice. She's tough talking. I tell you what, if you don't pay your rent because landlord's cat peed on your bed, she will set the whole deal straight. (laughs) Anyway. um, (laughs) I've watched maybe the first 30 seconds I've ever seen of Judge Judy Judy, um, over the weekend. How how did I? Oh, I know. So we got this new RV trailer, and I was trying to figure out how to get the TV to work. And I was on like a regular channel like through the air and judge Judy was on. Yeah. And uh so I saw some judge Judy and she told somebody to shut up immediately. Yeah. Tough talk and talking old boy. <laughs> shut you shut up. You, you shut up. Up, shut up, up, up. up. I will up, up. tell you when I want you to talk. And I said to my wife, "Do you know how much money judge Judy makes a year? 50 million dollars." <laughs> Every year. Every year. So anyway, Mitch and 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 Trump, they they name the person, the gal, they even have the hearings. Then they say we win the election, we keep the Senate, we'll vote her in. Ooh. But that would that would fire up both sides. Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah. see I don't there's I'm no not, way they gamble with the SCOTUS seat like yeah, that. Yeah, just, just get her in there. Get her I'm in there, not vote sure. it. Whatever. That was the real thing that I think McConnell's maneuver with Merrick Garland kind of pulled back and showed everybody that it's especially with the way that Congress doesn't pass laws and everything gets kicked up to the courts. Yeah. It's all about SCOTUS seats. Right. It, it is worth it to risk it all for a SCOTUS seat. Yeah. And I, I believe think everybody's that. running that playbook. But now. so the Republicans hold all the cards in this. They are going to get their person through. Yeah, so, unless one of those maneuvers works, like impeaching uh, Bill Barr to gum up the Justice Department so they can't issue the report on the justice? or Before January know. 20th? I don't know. There's a lot of crap flying around. I don't know how much of it ought to be taken seriously. The Republicans honestly. are going to get their person through either, you know, sometime before January 20th, where their Trump wins or loses. But, yeah, yeah, you're right. But after the election, it doesn't. None of that politics matters. Then it's just about the Supreme Court thing, right? Correct. Because the election has happened. Yeah. Um. So for Trump's benefit, everything, all the strategy is before November 3rd, which yes. is just 40 days away. Yes. Is he? I don't. I, I still don't understand what would be in his best interest. Strategy-wise? If he names somebody, if I'm one of those people that I can't stand his personality, I generally vote Republican, but I don't know if I can take this guy anymore. But I do care about judges. Yeah. If they get the judge through, well, we got another judge. I mean... You might not vote Biden, but you won't show up. So, yeah, that hurts Trump. I think he's better off waiting. And you, for some reason, feel like Trump getting elect, reelected helps your chances of getting another Republican on. Man, it's murky. I think he's better off waiting. I, I guarantee he's having this conversation either in his own head or with other people Yeah, all yeah. day, every day right now. Got Carl Rove on the line, Judge Janine in the uh, Oval Office. It seems to me right Sean now. Sean Hannity is helicoptering in even as we speak. <laughs> and Coulter's on speed dial. Yes. <laughs> I have thoughts on this. More in this way. What's your? What do you think? Is it benefit Trump to do it before the election or after? Four one five two nine five KFTC. Armstrong and Getty.
and Getty Show. She just died? Wow. I didn't know that. I just, uh, you're telling me now for the first time. She led an amazing life. What else can you say? She was an amazing woman. Whether you agreed or not, she was an amazing woman who led an amazing life. I'm actually sad to hear that. I am sad to hear that. Thank you very much. Dick and the Elton John. Like so, a bizarro outtake from Almost Famous. So El- Should have been that Candle in the Wind song. That would have been even better. So Trump's on stage doing his rally Friday night while the whole, you know, the most powerful political person in the world is doing this rally and talking. The last, like, 45 minutes of his rally, everybody that's interested in politics at all is only talking about the death of RBG. But he doesn't know what happened up there in front of his crowd, or does he? But anyway, he he doesn't know, doesn't say anything about it, and he walks out afterwards, and a reporter hits him with that question, and he said, no, this is the first time hearing it, and he said some very classy presidential things there. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. Um, He handled that well. I got to admit, I held my breath a bit. <laughs> she was a very mediocre judge, medium judge, hearing a lot of people say things. Yeah, I prefer judges that don't die of cancer. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> he did not say any of those things. Very irresponsible. I wonder if he didn't get the word while he was on stage and thought, I'm not going to mention it here in front of this crowd because they're going to cheer and that is going to look bad. I don't think so. No. I thought his reaction was uh, sincere. It it seemed genuine with his, this is the first time hearing of it. I thought so too. But my premise is right, isn't it? If he had said on stage in front of his rabid crowd... Ruth Bader Ginsburg has just died. The crowd would have cheered like crazy. I don't deal in hypotheticals. And the, <laughs> and the left-wing media would have killed Trump supporters for that. Yes. Even though, if you're in front of an enthusiastic lefty crowd and said, <clears throat> I don't know, President Trump has just died, they would cheer like crazy. Oh, yeah, there would be parties. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the times we live in. Yeah. Yeah. The media are partisan hacks. And now, final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. Engage. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Oh, boy. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Michael presses the buttons in the control room, keeps us on the air. Michael, final thought. Yeah, early in the show, I uh, said I need to get a wedding ring, but I was worried about losing it. Well, somebody suggested that I get a fancy one, only wear it during the anniversaries, and the rest of the time, I guess cops and soldiers wear rubber rings, which I didn't know. I didn't know that either. I guess that's a thing Hmm. that are easily replaceable. You learn something new every day, thanks to you, Michael. Well done. Positive Sean, our producer, final thought. Yeah, I went out and played uh, nine holes of golf uh, Saturday morning, and I, I, I feel like I'm getting to the point where I didn't stretch. And then later on, I was like, why does my groin hurt? Oh, right, right. And then I just uh, I, I iced it up for the remainder of the weekend. Welcome I, to I, middle age, my lad. <laughs> <laughs> when does it stop? <laughs> it only gets worse. Yeah, a little ice to the groin is a good way to relax anytime. Jack, a <laughs> final thought for us? Yeah, when I saw on the Emmys last night that S. Creek dominated and won like every comedy category there was, I thought I really should check out this show, and I watched some of season one, and 
thought it was pretty darn good, and I hear it gets way better, so that's my new show. Maybe you should check it out. Excellent. Well, hey, there was oh, there were all sorts of good things we wanted to bring to you today, but it, they were kind of eclipsed by the whole RBG New Justice uh, controversy. My final thought is that I've got a lot of interesting stuff on how uh, divided and partisan we all have become. Uh, looked at statistically speaking, brand new report out. Well, we're about to see it play out in the streets. Oh, yeah. Yep, unfortunately. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. No violence. No excuse for violence. No, heck no. Throw them in jail. Win at the ballot box. Throw them in jail. So many people, thanks a little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All of our podcasts are there, including the One More Thing podcast. We've got some new A&G gear, including a barstool jackasses t-shirt for men and women. (laughs) The Armstrong and Getty masks, of course. All sorts of good stuff. I got to get one of those. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing Good morning, Sunday morning. The uh